I'm driving west to Indiana. I'm going to a place called Fremont, Indiana. I think it's called the Briali Winery. Uh, we're trying something different here today. Uh, I mean, technically, this would be a van cast. And I was just thinking when I was showering before this that the the podcast I released a couple weeks ago with Drew Drew uh, Drew Parent. That would technically been a van cast because it was us traveling to a gig and that's usually what I call van cast is like when we're in the car. I'm traveling to a gig, but uh, my guest today is not going to be playing with me, although she does play with me regularly. She also she also lives with me. <laughs> she's, she's also the mother of my child and my beautiful and gorgeous and ever-inspiring and right in perpetuity, <laughs> Raina Mystique. Raina, will you say hi to the beautiful people out there? <laughs> I'm holding you to that right in perpetuity forever. I think that's, the, think Even that's what perpetuity just is. No matter what, like I'm going to see you in the land of the remembered. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to be like, remember me. <laughs> When you said I was always right. Remember me. <laughs> Don't act like the... the bah, 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 Don't bah. act like this is going to lead to a fight. <laughs> you know that I am right and you are always in the wrong. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> and now we have this sentiment recorded in a song, Remember Me. <laughs> It okay, almost sounds like it's done. the turnaround to forever just because this is the song that never I probably, <laughs> I probably hit the melody wrong. That's why. It probably is. Eh, whatever. I'm a little high. I'm just going to come out and say it. So I don't know. I have a podcast that's coming out when or the, well, by the time this comes out, it already been out. It's with Waxtastic. And we got high before the show. And like... I lose track of what I'm saying. Like I, I, I get off topic. I've, I'm in the middle of a thought and I just stop. It, getting high before podcast is just—it never works out right for me. I, I just can't keep my thoughts together. And it's the same way with getting high before performing. Did you ever have a hard time like getting high before you're performing? I because like Ooh. I mean because like you're somebody who can get high. Mine was drunk. Drunk, Mine yeah. was definitely drunk, drunk, like drunk, getting drunk or oh please, like I'm sorry, drinking yeah. before a show. Uh huh. I nope. Like when I look back at like interviews or um, shows or like recordings of shows when I was drunk, whoa, bro. <laughs> 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 it's just a hot mess. Being high. I mean, I've been smoking for so long that like normal <laughs> yeah yeah i understand you know I, 
the funny thing about getting high before performing for me is that it's always been a hindrance. It's never ever been a good thing. Like even from my first gig. Even being if you're high. stressed out, like before the show. Um, I think like like in this case, I only hit it once. I hit it lightly, but it was enough for it to take effect and do what I needed it to do because I I smoke weed, so I'm not. For like, Mike, weed is medicine. For me, weed is just getting high. I, so let's just I, no, 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 everybody no, comes no. at it from different perspectives, hold on, hold on. right? I don't know about that <laughs> shit right there. I'm pretty sure that. Weed I don't is smoke medicinal weed for, for both. It of probably us. is, but I don't go around like some people. You know how they'll be like, "I need this. Like this is my medication. Like it, it's for this." Blah 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 blah. It, it, which it is. I don't think. I don't, saying that though, I mean, but how many it's people just are funny like, to me. "I have to have my Valium to right to get through the day." Right, and for me, like I just I like to be high. Like I don't. There's no purpose besides. I just want to be high. I but, like it. It's fun for me. Okay, so let, let hold on. So when you when you're taking on a project that has so many options that that it starts kind of ganging up on you. That I framed it like a question, but it's more like a statement. It's like, isn't it true that sometimes you'll be a little overwhelmed with ideas and and your brain just doesn't know what direction to go to and then you'll come in get high and then you'll be like aha and then you'll figure out your the direction yeah once you say that that's well that's, that's helpful that's helpful but like there's just some sentences that i just i don't i think are silly and I, I won't say them so like for my own personal life. Like that's a silly, thing. yeah. It's the it's the language, okay. the the framing of it. Like the, to me, that that just sounds it ridiculous. Sound like, sounds. Uh, I don't want to. Well, I mean, it, it does sound it, because it does. It is ridiculous because when someone tells you, "I need this Xanax to get through the day," what does that tell you about this person? Uh, you know, there's only a few things that you need. You need water. You need air. You need clothing and shelter and you need love right and everything else is like like you don't need that you want that like I could live forever without weed I'd probably be kind of a bitch like an uptight bitch like I'll be real but like I don't need it and so when people are like I need to get my medicine like if the dispensary closes where am I gonna get my medicine what do you mean where are you gonna get your medicine fucking grow that shit and just put a greenhouse over it you know get the fuck out of here with that so it's just funny to me so I won't say that I won't that's it's okay silly. so for for Raina it's, it's something that she wants choice. to do and it's a, well I mean it's a choice for me too I'm pro choice bro <laughs> <laughs> well it's a choice for me too because like I could choose not to smoke which I did I have in the past right like there was a year or so or a couple years where I didn't do anything I was just a completely sober person uh-huh X on was, your wrist or X on your hand right straight edge Straight edge as fuck, AF. Um, straight edge, straight edge as fuck, AF. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I was fine, but I bet that was probably like the peak of my assholeness, though. <laughs> like I bet, from but I, I mean, like I say, I need it because I have a tendency to let my emotions get the best of me, and with weed it kind of gives me a little more perspective and I don't know. It's like, I don't need it. And it's quicker than yoga. 
it's quicker than yoga. It's quicker than breathing exercise because breathing exercises help a lot. Is have helped, and, and that's working breath, out. Right? You yeah, need breath. Breath, and which which I've been doing before shows and stuff because I've taken on this weird role in this new project that we're going to do right now, Green Acre Sessions, where they want me to be more of a guy on the mic while they figure out what they want to play next. I'll just, you know, just like banter between songs, which I think I'm taking a little too far. <laughs> but no one's really stopped me, so I'm just going to keep going. But for me, weed is like, it just gives, it's just something that mellows me out and gives me perspective, especially as much caffeine as I consume every day. It's just something that, it, it just, there has to be a balance. I like all the friendships that I've made through weed. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's, come on. Yeah, bonding experiences. Bonding experiences. That's, marijuana is great for that. It's so much. It's, it, everywhere you go, you're going to meet the coolest people, and they're the ones that are smoking weed. Not that there aren't asshole weed smokers. But. Dare to keep kids off drugs, but also dare to smoke some weed. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. If you're a very high statement. <laughs> I'm not connecting even going to disclaimer it, actually. Connecting two things. Well, I guess them. Anyways. So, I, I don't know why we got uh, how we got here. Oh, because you were telling everybody that you had got high. Oh, yeah. And, and then I might you were driving off. the car. I'm also driving, too. So I'm high driving, and I got to pee a little bit, but I'm a little late. Before we left the house, like, we, we kind of left a little late, so I was a little high strung. So this is the second pass, actually, because... Because I have to turn the recorder off and tell him... <laughs> that you need to treat me like a person and not your wife on this microphone because I don't like that. You well, guys don't want to hear him treat me like a husband. I don't want to hear him treat me like a husband. <laughs> so it was uh that's why. It was a little it, it came out like, you know, thinking back from it was abrasive. from a different per- perspective. Yeah, it was a little abrasive. It was a little abrasive. But we're trying something new because um we had so much fun on the way because we went to Baltimore for Raina's grandmother's uh, we went to Annapolis where did we go what did I just say Baltimore oh okay we went to Annapolis which is not Baltimore at all (laughs) it's actually uh, but it is in Maryland so I was uh, close Baltimore is not too far from Annapolis anyways we went to Annapolis to go to a funeral for Raina's family her new family well not new my but new to her which was very nice it was very nice to get to know your my your family dad's side of the family is the coolest family ever yeah ever like go out and meet your family guys if you don't know your family or if there's some reason that you haven't been able to connect with them just go and do it like 100 percent, the greatest decision i've ever made it was cool. It was it was under, it was under like it was under weird circumstances, um, you know, awkward circumstances because we went to a funeral and. No, it was only awkward because I was super excited to meet everybody, but like everybody was mourning, so I couldn't be like, oh my god! But I kind of was, you know. Right, right. Well, it's it, okay though. We're going back. Yes, we're gonna go back and hang out. So, we got sidetracked from what I was saying is, uh, 
on the way home, we kind of had this fun thing because we were just sort of, I don't know how we started to do it. or, but that, you, I know why. Because we went to the, um, the African-American cemetery, the black cemetery. Oh, yeah. And we started talking about the history of stuff because it blew my mind. Like, it was a punishment. Like, you guys can't be buried with us. You got to go have your own burial ground. Well, I went there, and I was, like, so blown away because, like, there was, like, homemade tombstones, and, like, this is our history. And, like, what they thought they were excluding us from, they gave us something so precious and valuable. Like, and so you just feel this. I don't know. I just felt very connected. And so. What, why was it? Why, why is it so precious and valuable now? Because. I saw the beauty in in the struggle, you know, like something that was so difficult and so hard is so beautiful now. Like, I mean, it's just it's just beautiful. It's a part of history. And I mean, people's hands and hearts and and tears and memories over over hundreds of years, you know, have just they've been in that place. And it was all black people like there was no whites allowed because they thought they were too good for us. And now, like, we got something that we could be like. Sorry, you're not black. And that's tight. They don't bury anybody there anymore, right? The space has run out. Um, so, no. But you have family in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was cool. And, but My, after a certain point, they... After, after the scales kind of balanced a little more, um, and there was no longer this white sanction on burying whites with blacks black folks in that area in Annapolis they decide that well this is going to just stay black it's the all black cemetery I I wish that there was one in every state I actually wish that we had like a piece of property that could be a family graveyard because like that's rich history you know like that would be super dope like to just know that i have a place at peace kind of like the ofrenda you know i like the ofrenda idea too what's that from um coco and um the book of life you know the the thing where they put all the family members out and stuff and they got the pictures if you can't tell those two movies and a hundred years of solitude have completely designed my adult theology well Getting back to the cemetery. No, it's okay. Uh, Well, we were talking about... So we started going down the history hall. But there was a point to the black cemetery and like... Oh, I was going to ask you, why did you... Why do you think that black people decide to not let whites be buried there? And do you think white people even want to be buried there? Even after, you know, you know civil rights and all this well, there's know, always some white person that wants to get in with the blacks just like there's always some black person that wants to get in with the whites right yeah. um so i'm sure there was some white person along the way that dated some black person well, i'm just matt that would be interesting to know if if there was like an uproar by the white community or something <laughs> but i just don't see like white people in that area being like i want to be married at the black cemetery you know like I, I just don't see that being an issue Mm-mm. but i wonder if it was yeah. So we uh, on our way back from Annapolis, we're we're just trying to kill time, you know. We're just chit chatting. 
something like people do on road trips and like Raina said we started talking about the black cemetery and not let down a history wormhole right well because then we went and we went on Wikipedia and yes. we went to look up the history of Annapolis, which was pretty interesting because what was it? It was like a port city where there were like a lot of slaves came through. Mm-hmm. And what else did it say? It was saying that a lot of slaves were were offered the option of Christianity. For oh my gosh! No, no, no! So, so he just took you from like one end of the wormhole to the next because we were looking at. Um, the history of Annapolis and then we ended up driving through another city and we're like oh let's just look up the history of this mm. and then we're like let's look up the history of slavery in these areas right because we had already been talking about the black cemetery and you know so we were already in that mind frame so the whole drive home from Annapolis to Ohio we are just down the history wormhole be careful Mike we're driving and so he had to slam on his brakes. <laughs> Didn't stop me from eating these macadamia nuts, though. I got a little drowning running there. Mm-hmm. I could tell because that was a real slam on the brakes. Um, so we ended up going down the wormhole. And then what you were referring to was hours later. But we learned because I was like, we're reading something about the religion. And obviously, like, people that were coming over as slaves or brought over as slaves, they had their own religions and spiritual ideas and I was trying to figure out how are we how are most black people Christians right like why is Christianity so ingrained in black culture because one of the reasons that I didn't have a lot of black friends growing up is because like I didn't go to church if you if you didn't have cousins and you didn't go to church and your mom is white you don't get to be in the black crowd that just doesn't that's just not how that works right so how did Christianity become such a such a black thing? It's because Christians were buying slaves and offering their freedom in return for their conversion to Christianity. I'm so see, Christianity I, represented freedom. I think that's like part right. I think we're just I think you're just remembering it wrong. Mm-hmm. That's I what can, we read. It blew but, my but mind. Were people buying slaves and then offering them freedom to do that? Or was it people, they were coming over on the ships and they were like, Mm-mm. you're either Christian or you can fun go work in the field. Nope, that was years later. It was oh, years later. it was later. towards the end of slavery. It wasn't the end, but it was it like. Was toward, but it was heading that way. Mm-hmm. Because it was interesting, too, because Ohio, a fun fact about Ohio is that during the Underground Railroad days, Ohio didn't have a lot of black people settling because they, at the southern border, which borders Kentucky, which is considered south, there is people on the border trying to keep blacks out and, like, turning them over to bounty hunters. And then if they got further north, they were sending them, sending the the freed slaves, or not freed slaves, the runaway slaves, to Michigan so they were like nah you need to keep going so they either were blocking them or they were tossing them which was an interesting fact about Ohio uh, especially because Detroit and Michigan is so populated with with black people so that has 
something to do with it. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if it's so emphatic that I, I don't know because you said it pretty emphatically that because of this black people are Christian I think that's just part of it I'm not well really I mean also like there are slave owners that were Christians and right. so they made all of their their slaves go and worship Christianity they were learning the songs they were singing the songs for yes. them right it was their way of acclamation as well but also like Christianity was freedom Right. And that was a, there was a lot I of mean, that. I mean, that's huge. I that's, mean, to be honest with you thing. guys, when we were doing this, you know, things were, like, interesting. But you don't really keep a lot of stuff in your mind when you're just learning history for that long. I right. mean, but that was one of the things that stuck out to me. So it was just really interesting. Um, but anyways, with that being said, um, we were going to take you guys on a journey with us today and just see where mm -hmm. it goes. Um, so, Mike, do you want to pick a topic? Well, let's. I say let's. Since we're going to uh, Angola, Indiana. Okay. Let's look up the history of Angola, Indiana, and this is just going to come straight off the Wikipedia, or PDF. But I like to add an ER or an IA to the end of sentences because here in Ohio, that's what we like to do. We like to say Toledo or Toledo. Where are we going? Going to Angola. Indiana, but it's actually Angola. When I typed in Angola, the first thing that came up was not sweater. It was prison. Oh, there's a print. That's right. Jason was talking about it. So Jason it's a Black. State penitentiary. Penitentiary. <laughs> oh, penitentiary. <laughs> you fucking. You better rememberize that. Um. I'm turning this AC down. That's fine. I'm Just don't point it towards my hands. My well, hands can't get close cold. Close this one then. Point it down towards my penis. Keep it cool. That's so weird. <laughs> the other day. Angola is a city in Pleasant Township, Steuben County, Indiana. Population was 8,612 at the 2010 census. The city is the county seat of Steuben. It was formed by Thomas Gale and Cornelius Gilmore in 1838. I'm paraphrasing, so if you want to go back and no, read all read the, the but if you want to go back and read all the thes and the, you can go back and do that on your own time. We're just inspiring you to start well, researching your history, especially in America. I'm gonna go on a soapbox for a minute sure. since uh, this is a podcast. Um, get involved. Get to know the history of America. We are a very young nation compared to other countries. I mean, we're like barely pubescent, like shit is just starting to sprout on us and there's going to be growing pains and we're going to work through it and we're going to have our awkward years where we have like our like old school Rachel friends nose and not our like you know like season 10 Rachel nose things are going to be awkward right so we gonna, we're going to have to go through those growing pains however the quicker that we can absorb the information so that we're not repeating it and we are working with other nations that have already gone through the things that we've gone through and we're we're really kind of looking beyond our own faces the quicker that our nation can really be great i don't really i'm not really sure that we ever were great we're amazing yes we're good but i don't know that we're like great yet we're beautiful we got a good part of the a good part of the globe but um 
So yeah, get involved, learn your history, and um, now on with Angola. Let's see. Do you guys do you want to hear about the history? Let's hear the history. That's what this is about. You guys, it's literally one sentence. Oh wow. The Angola Post Office has been in operation since 1838. Huh. That is even better than. Holy shit, that's even better than why Toledo is named Toledo. Oh my god. <laughs> Tell me why Toledo is named Toledo. Because nobody else was using that word. It was the easiest easiest thing to do. It was easy to it pronounce. A, it was easy to pronounce. A lot of people couldn't pronounce it. Like there was like these like cluster of little cities <laughs> around a, that it was like Maumee and Manhattan. They had a little city called Manhattan and They were just—they were—they were were trying to incorporate the whole. They were trying to pull in all these other little cities, and when they did that, they had to come up with a new name, and no one could come up with anything that was good. And there's—and by the way, this is just like a theory that because no one really knows where Toledo, why it was decided on Toledo, but one of the theories is it was easy to pronounce it's what the internet told us and this is what wikipedia told us so (laughs) take that with a grain of salt (laughs) but this is even better history the angola post office has been in operation since 1838 and that's it folks that's it that's it Um, do you want to hear about geography or do you want to hear about education um, it just seems like Angola is not very interesting. Why don't we find a different city? Wait, we're not done. We're not giving up on Angola. All what? Right. All right. Angola has a lending library, the Carnegie Public Library of Steuben County. Carnegie. There's that name again, huh? Oh, climate. Wow, there's lots on climate. Hmm. It's the biggest section so far. Angola's average January temperatures are 28.8 degrees and a minimum of 13.7. July temperatures, 82 and a minimum of 60. Um, Snowfall is 34.7 inches annually. And there are 22 days with measurable snowfall. The snowiest season was 81.82. There were 74 inches. That is well above the average. Hmm. Um, Wait, let's go to demographics. We love the demographics. There were 8,612 people throughout 3,111 households and 1,815 families residing in the city. Hello, I just want to know what the ratio of national... Here we go. The median age was 30 years old. Oh, it's a young town. 22% of the residents were under the age of 18. Um, 38% were married couples. And the population density, 94% white, 0.82% black, 0.44% Native American, 1.23% Asian, 0.04% Pacific Islander, 
0.157 from two or more races. Wow, this is just so boring. <laughs> I know. Well, there's, there's no Angola. Okay. Let's, wait, let's wait, wait, wait. Notable people. Notable people. Loy Ball, Olympic volleyball gold medalist. John Barnes, science fiction writer. Edward Ralph May, the only member of the Indiana Constitutional Convention of 1850 to vote for African-American suffrage, practiced law in Angola from 1843 to 1852. What is African-American suffrage? Does it, does it have a link? I'm going to look it up right now. He was the only member to vote which way? Uh, I think he oh, was we're gonna Oh, we're going to get your number. Edward Ralph May. The only member of the Indiana Constitutional Convention of 1850 to vote for African-American suffrage. I feel like that's a good thing because women's suffrage was a good thing. Yeah, it's probably. So African-American suffrage. So we like him. Maybe. What else was he doing, though? African. Do you want to look him up or African-American suffrage? African-American suffrage. Okay. Will you get the nuts? Where are they? in that bag okay guys well you're gonna have to listen to mike's voice right now because i gotta get some nuts hey girl sing him a song, Mike. i don't want to sing i've been singing in this new project green acre session I'm so proud. i it's it's in the plastic bag with all the snacks with all the cracker crumbs probably and, oh you know what can you give me the banana I'm starting to get lightheaded. Do you guys know how much of a workout it is to like take your seatbelt off and go dig around in the backseat of the car for stuff? And then like, do you ever like just get tired? Like that wears you out, right? I'm not alone on this. You can put your comments in the comment box. Don't let me feel like I'm alone. Okay, African-American suffrage. Maybe we'll pick a new topic after this because Angola did lead us down like the boring hole. Mm-hmm. But we're not gonna give up yet. I was already thinking like I can't release this. <laughs> Dang. No. You know what? Not everything has to be glamorous, right? Well, it should at least be entertaining. The fifteenth amendment to the Constitution granted African American men the right to vote. By declaring that the rights of citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of race, color, or previous condition of servitude. So that means that everybody else on the Indiana Con- on the Indiana Constitutional Board, let me see what the name of that was. It was called the Indiana Constitutional Convention. He was the only person in Indiana to vote, yes, that black people could vote. So Indiana was not feeling black people. Mm. No wonder Michael was so confused. Who's Michael? Jackson. Oh. He's from Gary. He's from Gary, but that's Chicago, basically. Is it really? Yep. It's just like it leads right into the south side of Chicago. Let's look up Chicago. Okay. I was going to say Indianapolis because we're in Indiana. Oh. And Chicago's in Illinois. I know, but Chicago's way cooler. How do you know? I don't, but Indianapolis had shitty food when we were there. Mm. 
You've never been in Indianapolis. I think we did. <laughs> Where do we have barbecue? Um, the shitty barbecue that we were upstairs. Louisville. Oh, Louisville. That's in Kentucky. Louisville. Yeah. Yep. See, guys, this is why you should learn this stuff now, because you want you're not gonna end up like me. I'm like 35 years old it's and still putting the pieces together. Most people in California never leave California, so they don't know where anything is in the in anywhere. It's embarrassing for our state. They were just a bunch of idiots. No, not everybody, but it's just a bubble. It's a little bubble. California is its own fucking pace, its own lifestyle, everything. I fucking I loved it, but what I'm saying is. Brandon didn't really know a lot about geography before we I didn't really have started to. traveling. Right, because you got everything in California. The West Coast. It's just everything mm. in the middle. It was like, who needs the middle? Right. I'll fly over it. Right. But now that I'm here, I'm. it's like, oh, my God, the middle. Mmm, the middle. You know? You guys can relate. So... So, are we looking up Chicago? We're looking up Indianapolis. Okay, we're going to do Indianapolis because we're in Indiana. And we're about to, I think we're crossing over. It's called Naptown, the railroad city. Naptown, because it's so so boring. (laughs) You snooze through it. Oh, I was thinking like. like They work hard and they sleep hard. Like it was thick, like some nap. Like some what? The Tennessee walking horse, the ride of your life. All right, grab the nuts. They're falling. Oh, I'll grab the nuts. And my nuts Indianapolis is the capital and the most populous city of the U.S. state of Indiana. An estimated population of 863,002. It's the 34th most populous metropolitan statistical area in the U.S. With 2,028,614 residents. Hmm, that makes more sense. So it's like the city and then the area. The indigenous peoples inhabited the area dating to approximately 2000 B.C. Damn. Right? What what, what do they call them, First Nation now? Is that what what we're supposed to call Native Uh, Americans? In Wikipedia, it's listed as indigenous peoples. Oh, indigenous. That's right. Indigenous peoples. Indigenous peoples from 2000 B.C. Do you know that Michigan is trying to erase, like, like every controversial word out of our, like, history? Like, you guys are going to look it up because I don't know. All right. Mike is paying the toll. Say hi to our podcast. <laughs> We're at the toll at I don't know. I'll look at the Where, ticket. I'll let you guys know. Are we entering Indiana? Yeah, you're just leaving Ohio now. Oh, okay. We're just leaving Ohio. She's our toll collector. All right. And bye. Thank you. In 1818, the Delaware relinquished title to their tribal lands in the Treaty of St. Mary's. Oh, I don't even want to go any further. I want to know what that is. Does they have this land for almost 4,000 years, That's Mike. That's 2,000 before Christ. Isn't that when Christ? No. 2,000 before Christ. So they yeah, had it 2,000 years before Christ came. I said, wasn't Christ born like in 2,000 before Christ? And then it all dawns on Yeah, me. see, you guys got your own misgivings in education. 2000 before Christ, all the way up to 1818. That's 3,800 years because you have the year one, right? 
Yeah, that's when Jesus, that's the Christ. That's thing. when Jesus was one years old. Right. So they had this land for almost 4,000 years, and then they just relinquished the tribal lands in the Treaty of St. Mary's. We have to know what that is. Okay. We have to know. So this is this is so this is this is when it starts getting good, bro. <laughs> See, yeah, you gotta like you gotta get into it, right? Oh, I'm so excited. We'll read, we'll, we'll read and be like, wait, wait, what is that? And then so you get a wider, broader understanding of the Treaty of St. Mary's, Here we go. also known as the Treaty with the Miami, eighteen eighteen, was signed on October sixth, eighteen eighteen, at St. Mary's, Ohio, between representatives of the United States and the Miami tribe the others living in their territory. The accord contained seven articles based on the terms of the accord, the Miami seceded territories beginning at the Wabash rivers, subsequently known as the new purchase to the United States. In another tenant of accord, the United States agreed to pay the Miami in perpetual annuity of $15,000. They were going to, perpetual annuity that means like fifteen thousand dollars a year oh moreover the united states agreed to construct one grist mill and one sawmill as well as provide one blacksmith and one gunsmith and agricultural implements the miami would also be provided 160 bushels of salt annually hmm so they just gave away all their land for but like what what led to them coming over? Like if it's a treaty, that sounds like there was a battle, right? So, what did they break the treaty then or they were upholding a treaty? I guess they're still So the treaty was basically if you could break it down for everybody. It just says that the United States bought the land from them, but it doesn't say what led to a treaty. Like, if they just came over and were like, hey, we just got here. Can we buy some of your land? Mm. Or if it was what like... What led up to the treaty? Because you know there was just some, like, murderous fucking crazy shit going on. Indian removals in Indiana. So if you go on Wikipedia and you're like, well, that didn't give me enough information. I need to know more. Um, you can, so it says, you can go down to where it says, see also, and I'm going to go to Indian removals in Indiana. Indian removals in Indiana followed a series of the land secession treaties made between 1785 and 1846 that led to the removal of most of the native tribes from Indiana. So there, see, you got to go further. So this treaty that we were just talking about, the St. Mary treaty happened in 1818. So it was during this time frame. Some of the removals occurred prior to 1830, but most took place between 1830 and 1846. The Lenape, the Piankasha, Kickapoo, Weya, and Shawnee were removed in the 1820s and 30s. Hold on, Kickapoo. <laughs> the Potawatomi and Miami removals in the 1830s. Oh, see... The, the, they were under treaty. They were going to pay those guys. In 1818, they made that treaty. And then in 1830, they were removed. Oh, so they broke the treaty. So the U.S., something happened. We're getting into this, guys. If you don't ask, you'll never know. But the, the, the Potawatomi and the Miami removals in the 1830s and 40s were more gradual and incomplete, and not all of the Indiana's Native American voluntarily left the state. 
the most well-known residents uh the most well-known resistance effort in indiana was the forced removal of chief minomini and his yellow river band of potawatomi in what became known as the potawatomi trail of death in 1838 in which 859 Potawatomi removed to Kansas and at least 40 died on the journey west. The Miami were the last to remove from Indiana but the tribal leaders delayed the process until 1846. Many of the Miami were permitted to remain on land allotments guaranteed to them under the Treaty of St. Mary's and subsequent treaties. So that was later. So that was almost 20 years later that they came back to the Treaty of St. Mary's after they already broke the treaty that they had. And were kicking them out. And sending people on the trail of death. Dang. That's like just, I mean, it's just, uh, it's like, when you start looking at like Native American history or indigenous peoples, um, it's just the same story. It's like they're always sending people out. If you guys want to hear great podcast on uh indigenous peoples check out um uh to- antonio bo bro boy boyal boyali um he has man it's called history on fire just i think i think i'm saying his wrong name wrong but if you just look up history on fire it's right he has this um uh he has this great like three part series about like colonel colonel custard or is that his name Oh God, General Custard, Custard's last uh, battles and like the Lakota Indians and it's fucking amazing series. You should just check it out. It's awesome. Anyways, please, where were we? I kind of I skipped ahead like by like two paragraphs to like you know like I said, this is I went and saw um, William Shakespeare's complete works abridged. Mm. I'm pretty sure that's what it was called, um, but it's, it's a play. And, um, you know, they would, like, go through things and be like, okay, and now we're here. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, they have, like, two acts to do, like, all of his works. Right. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm just skipping ahead. And now we're here. Um, after the United States Congress passed the Indian Removal Act in 1830, removals in Indiana became a part of the larger nationwide effort that was carried out under President Andrew Jackson's administration. So now we know that Andrew Jackson, what do, what bill is he on, Mike? 20. He's on the 20? So your $20 bill was kicking out indigenous people. Okay. Let's keep going. Do you want to hear more about President Andrew Jackson, more about the removals, or more about the Indian Removal Act? Uh, no. Well, I guess we're getting away from Indiana, which is fine. Um, I want to hear about the removals because okay. that's that's the choose your own adventure. That's the that's the sad part, right? Indian Removal Act was signed by President Andrew Jackson on May 28, 1830. The law authorized the president to negotiate with Southern Native American tribes for their removal to federal territory west of the Mississippi in exchange for their lands. I have to read that again. <laughs> Why? Because it just went in my brain and then right out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess someone's got to be paying attention. I don't know if, if you guys got that, my bad. You're going to have to listen to it again. The Indian Removal Act was signed by President Andrew Jackson on May 28, 1830. 
The law authorized the president to negotiate with Southern Native American tribes for their removal to federal territory west of the Mississippi in exchange for their lands. So west of the Mississippi is like, um, it's like Missouri. Um, wait, is that right? Um, it's like Kansas, Nebraska, uh, all those, like Utah, all those fucking, just when you start getting west, when, when the country really starts getting interesting. Okay, go ahead. Thank you for that, because I didn't really know. Mm, in exchange for their lands. So they would move the, they would remove them to another area and say, hey, we'll give you this land in exchange for this land. Mm. The act was signed by Jackson, and it was enforced under his administration and that of Martin Van Buren. The act enjoyed strong support from the white people of the South, but there was a large amount of resistance from Indian tribes, the Whig Party, and the whites in the Northeast, especially New England. The Cherokee worked together as an independent nation to stop this relocation. However, the Cherokee were unsuccessful in their attempt to keep their land and were eventually forcibly removed by the United States government in a march to the west that was later known as the Trail of Tears. Oh. Oh. That's... Oh. That's like, in modern day terms, you know like when they're building a freeway and they're like, we're going to buy your house? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're like, well, intimate, we're either going to buy it from you or we're just going to tear it down. Is it imminent domain? I don't know what it's called, I but it's you know what I mean? Yes, I do. Like, somebody could have had that house in their family for generations, but now, like... Now that's going to be the road. Now that's the road. So, buy to your house, right? <laughs> like, these people were in this land for, like, 4,000 years. That's so long. Damn, way longer than America's even been a country. Bro. <laughs> I mean, you think right? about my that, mind is blown right that's now. That's like, I think that's like back. In, like, if you, I think that's like in the same times of like the pyramids and shit, like 2000 BC. I think that's like, wow, some pyramids and shit. Wow. Which I'm probably completely wrong, but you know, whatever. And we just, I have to stop eating these macadamia nuts because my highs, my fats for the day are great, but I haven't really had. Are you doing keto today? Oh my god, please can I do keto? You guys, please pray for me. Like, please. Because I had Olive Garden a week ago. Was it a whole week ago? I don't know. It was somewhere in there. Where it was close to a week. And um I had been doing keto for like two months. Like like a fucking champion. And then I went to Olive Garden and it just like sent me on a downward spiral, like for reals. And so I'm really trying to get back. Anyways. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about the Trail of Tears. Okay. How long? How long? How old is America right now? Uh, like eight. Seventeen seventy-six, I think. So. Two hundred and some years. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because I was alive during our bicentennial. Two hundred seventy-five years. Or no, no, not that old. Because I was. We. I remember no, the, the bicentennial. bicentennial was two hundred, and that was like seventy-eight or something. So, oh, it was right before so us? So it's like almost 250 years or something. I remember hearing about the Bicentennial. Hold on, guys. I want to know how, uh, how old... Damn, the Trail of Tears is good shit. I'm going back to it. I just got to know how old America is. How old America? Based on that date, it says Native American Indians. What does that mean? 
Sorry, guys, I'm reading to myself. Based on that date, we are 525 years old. They say that we became an independent nation in 1776. That's when the Declaration of Independence was signed. Based on this, the more likely scenario, we are now 241 years old. Yeah, so like 250 years old. Okay. God, that is like such a baby. Like, China is how old? I don't know. I'm not going to even... Oh, yeah, I-69. Like, you gotta think, like, America was built by a bunch of fucking assholes. They all got together and they were like, look, like, there's this land out there that these people are living on and it's dope. Like, let's just go get us a piece of that. Nobody even thought, like, oh, what happens when we get greedy and we want more land? And they just were, they were literally flying by their coattails. Like, and so, like, that's like if a bunch of Americans went over and started, like, disbanding China. Because China's been around for and you know what's fu- over 3,000 years. And you know what's fucked up is, is that they only are killing and removing the Indians because they couldn't capture them and keep them as slaves. So they fucking were murdering them because they were uncontrollable and they couldn't break them. Oh, for reals? Yeah, because there was a lot of time, there was a lot of fucking like early sellers who was trying to come over and uh, and make slaves of the Indians, but are the natives, and they couldn't because it's like it's the home field advantage. So and y- white people didn't know how to fucking live in the woods and fu- you know like they were used to their little villages where fucking food was shipped in and stuff. They had to go out and find their food. They had to build their shelters. I'm sure they knew a lot more how to get by in the wilderness then than people do now. But I mean a lot more. But they couldn't capture Indians and keep them as slaves, unlike Africans. Where you go, you steal their entire identity. You steal them away from their entire identity, culture, everything. Turn them into subservient. Scared. Scared, um, you know, animals, basically. They're just treating them like animals. They couldn't do that to the Indians because the Indians had the home field advantage. They could just run off into the woods and live in the trees and shit. Africans didn't know anything about this country when they got here. They were just as lost. It's a completely different climate. Fucking totally different. Totally different. So anyways. That's crazy. That's crazy. The only reason why they murdered all the Indians is because they couldn't use them as slaves. The Trail of Tears Memorial Monument is in New... Is it New Dakota, Georgia? It honors the 4,000 Cherokees who died on the Trail of Tears. 4,000 people? That's a, a stadium. No, that's not a stadium. The Trail of Tears was a series of forced... Hi! Say hi to our podcast. Hi, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> that is our um, toll collector. Where are we now, Mike? We're in Indiana. We're going on the 69. Bye. You do. You told her to drive safe. She said, bye, drive safe. <laughs> She'll have to drive at some point. She doesn't live at the toll, so. <laughs> the Trail of Tears was a series of forced relocations of Native American people from their ancestral homelands. I waited for her to finish. I'm assuming her gender because I think on Siri you get to pick. Uh, oh, and also... 
we're seven minutes away. So. Oh my goodness! We barely did the history thing. I know. Let's get into this. All right. So it was a forced relocation of Native American people from their ancestral homelands. In the from the southern eastern United States to the areas to the west that had been de designated as Indian territory. The forced relocations were carried out by government authorities following the passage of the Indian Removal Act in 1830. So Andrew Jackson, on your $20 bill, was forcing people to play the Oregon Trail. In real life. I mean, well, the Oregon Trail was based on something. The relocated people suffered from exposure, disease, and starvation while en route to their new designated reserve, and many died before reaching their destinations. The forced removals included members of the Cherokee, Muscogee, Cinnamon, Chickasaw, Choctaw, and Ponca nations. The phrase Trail of Tears originates from the description of the removal of many Native American tribes, including the infamous Cherokee Nation relocation of 1838. The territorial boundaries claimed as sovereign and controlled by the Indian nations living in what were known as Indian territories were fixed and determined by national treaties with the United States federal government. These recognized the tribal governments as dependent but internally sovereign and autonomous nations under the sole jurisdiction of the federal government. So they had to they had to they had to claim their dependency on the United States. Yes, you have completely come and ruined our land, so help us. <sighs> you guys should read more about this. I'm skimming ahead. This is fucked up. I think the stupid ass prostitute told us to go back to the toll road. Oh no, why don't you ever set that to non-toll? Because if I did, we would have been even later than we are now. I'm already going to have to rush my ass around. The statutory argument for Indian sovereignty persisted until the Supreme Court ruled in Cherokee Nation versus Georgia that the Cherokee were not a sovereign and independent nation and therefore not entitled to a hearing before the court. So they lost their rights in America. Okay. Well, I think that um, we should end this podcast um, only because y you lost where you're going. I lost where I was going? Like, do you know where you're going right now, or are you confused by Google Maps? Look at that shit. Look at, what the fuck is this? That's some bullshit Indiana shit right here. This is why fucking Indiana was out there removing the indigenous peoples. You know what? I'm not going to lie, you guys. When we were reading the histories on the last time, um, and maybe we'll do another podcast for you guys. Again, this is our first time doing this, and we got so sidetracked. But that's kind of how road, that's kind of like how, like, um, well, that's how, how road went. trips go, right? You just talk right. about all kinds of well, stuff. It, what, when we were coming back, we were reading it, and like we were doing was just sort of like clicking on stuff, trying to get the full understanding of what we were reading. And then that would spawn conversations uh, on its own. Which we were trying to do, but we chatted a lot. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> um, I forgot what I was going to tell you, so you don't get to know. 
I, I know what I can tell everyone else is that I have to pee like a fucking racehorse. And I don't. I do not like that little loopy roundy bullshit. It seems like it was the do. right thing though. It took you like directly to the right place. Well, because you're still on route. It was seven minutes, and now it's two minutes. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think you're overreacting. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, I guess we're about to pull up. So, oh, yeah, look, it's a winery. Well, that was super fun. Thanks for having me on your podcast again. Of course. You can have me back again. You know where I live. We're at the Briali Winery. Live music tonight. And that is me. Hey, do they have food here at this yeah, winery? I think so. Other than candy. What time does your show start? Uh, in a half an hour. Oh. Okay, well, I'll see you guys next time, and um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. We'll try this again when it's when we, because I think we got a better understanding of what we got to do now, don't don't you? But I thought it was still fun. Didn't you guys think it was fun? Just to like learn about history with us, because like. I only had one history teacher that was actually inspirational to me. And now as an adult, it's like, oh, I wish I would have learned about history and geography because it's actually important. Um, So I thought it was super fun. Plus, I'm a fan of your podcast. Mm. All right. You guys have a wonderful rest of your day. And um, look on the We Speak English Good um, Instagram because... Mike is just starting to do Instagram stories and just like his podcast, they're only going to get cooler.